0: Hey, folks, thank you for tuning in to episode three of The Artist and the Salesman. I'm your host, Scott McDonald. Tonight, I think we are all blessed with the presence of a very, very close friend of mine and a very talented individual by the name of Tanner Bean. Tanner hailed initially from Oklahoma. I met him, I want to say around 15 years ago or so, uh, through... A variety of connections but I, I want i want i want tanner to lay that down for you i want tanner to say hi to all you folks out there tanner
1: howdy how's it going good to see you scotty
0: great to ski to ski you geez <laughs> off to a great start and tanner and i uh did we meet what i don't know what the year was essentially but tanner was the lead guitarist of a uh, band that a uh, young lady i dated uh, was a singer in and his terrific cousin by the name of andy bonura i'm saying that i'm I'm too much emphasis on the syllables there (laughs) but uh great guy was the drummer of said band and so i met tanner and i met andy and of course i was nervous to to meet any guys or hanging out with my lady at the time and it turns out these guys are fucking cool as heck and just straight shooters and at the time they both worked at at best buy which is a terrific terrific company they transferred uh from oklahoma to la and interestingly enough they're not the first folks that i've met that transferred from a different state to los angeles with an initial best buy job uh that got transferred here so i will say this for that company i don't know if that's still a stand-up thing they do but i think that's terrific that they can uh allow you to move states and have a comfortability of having a job wherever you're going to go
1: you know that is almost um, that's almost like some of the first advice i would give to somebody moving out here is just like get a job as soon as you possibly can or even better do what you know me and my cousin Andy did cuz we worked at a best buy in oklahoma city when I, you know when i was in college so we moved out here together to play in a rock band right after that and they transferred us out here so we had a job the day we came into town And, you know, Andy and I, we both come from like middle to more like lower, you know, income families. So, you know, we had all the, um, emotional and moral support from our families to move to Hollywood, as you could possibly imagine, but we didn't have any financial support only because our family just didn't have the money. So, you know, having that job, um, you know right when we got here was such a blessing man because it's it's expensive out here especially moving from the midwest um and interestingly enough and we can i don't know how soon you want to get into all this but that job yeah, we, we,
0: we right. can jump right into the deep end anytime you want <laughs> i think we're close enough i'm not even wearing a suit Just oh well and if you need a loner, i got a loner <laughs> loner set everyone loves guys especially love loner bathing suits by the way but that let's is, jump in
1: uh, that's news to me I, that's good to know um <laughs> But no, yeah, I think I met you, man. It must have been 2007, I think. Jesus crow. Yeah. Wow. It's been, a while. it's been probably a good, what, 14, 15 years. It must um, be,
0: because that photo I texted you right before we started the interview was dated 2010. Yep. And I can't tell at what point in y'all's music career that was, uh, but that's at the very least 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. God, it's <laughs> now I feel old. Um, oh, but you're only as old as you wait no you just said you feel old never mind <laughs> you're only as old as you look but you look like a you still I would card you for for smokes or jewel sure cartridges that. or whatever the kids are into <laughs> Got it,
1: uh man.
0: but so i'm sorry i fully interrupt you and, and and just derailed your train of thought there you said uh, in terms of getting out here it's very important to either immediately focus on picking up a job uh or bring a job with you it, in essence, just to help you transition into your artistic endeavors out here, whatever they may be.
1: Exactly, because it's, it's, LA is just expensive. It, you know, and this was in late 2003. How,
0: how much was your first place when you moved here? In 1999, my first place was $1,100 on Fountain and one street over from La Brea, right behind the John's Grocery Store. $1,100, one bedroom apartment.
1: Amazing. Um, probably, you know, like, our-
0: probably like 3,000
1: <laughs> now. Probably at least. Actually, so my cousin and Andy and I, so we grew up together playing music in Oklahoma. We kind of did everything together. Um, we we're almost more like brothers, you know, hetero life mates, whatever you That's want to call always,
0: it. I always felt you guys were two peas in a pod.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were super close. And it's then we both have... Pod. I have a brother and he also has a brother and we're all kind of, you know... in your brother's name? Let's mention him. Bo Bean. That's right, Bo Bean. Tanner Bean. Um, Bo Bean, Tanner Bean. But yeah, no, we actually had... So we had a long lost aunt that we had never met who Ooh. lived in winnetka so kind of deep in the valley All so right. she was she was lovely i'm happy. in
0: Reseda, so I'm what's that i'm
1: in Reseda, so
0: winnetka hey, is nice. i love Valley
1: ever since for almost 20 years now <laughs> yeah. but um so her name was rosalind she was actually she was our grandmother's brother's ex-wife and Ooh. she never met her before and she was that's nice enough brother. to let us move in so the first First month was free, and then I think the novelty of having these degenerate people, <laughs> twenty-three and twenty-one year olds. I can only living. imagine. <laughs> the rent kind of it went up every month, you know. From what was the,
0: what was the start? If you can, if you had to, if you had to throw a figure out.
1: It was generous. It
0: was like I don't know, like and were you, and were you Andy and you share were you guys sharing
1: a room or did you have a no new- we had we had our own rooms oh it was a couple hundred bucks each and then it just oh wow it, it went up to the point where well we kind of got the writing on the wall we kind of understood that she might sure. want to bounce sure. but um sure. when it got to the point where we could um afford our own place we were like cool well then we're gonna move and get our own place and we moved it to north hollywood and we were there for a few years but um but yeah as far as like you know, moving out here from Oklahoma, at least, because I'd never even, neither Andy or I had ever even visited California. It was just daunting. And having, you know, having a job, having income, Um, you know, if you want to be an actor, you want to be a rock star screenwriter or whatever, like that's cool. But just make sure you can like live first. Make sure you can pay the bills and you're not starving. Um, That would be my advice. You can do it. Listen, do it however you want to do it. But that's how I did right. it. And that's how I recommend no. doing it.
0: I, I 100% agree with that in the sense that uh, I had uh, different circumstances when I moved down here, but uh, some money from uh, an inheritance from my father passing away, not hmm. a sob story, not asking for any of that. It just gave me the comfort level where I didn't have to immediately jump into anything. So yeah. I was trying to, I could take those Craigslist jobs that were, yeah. sorry, we can't pay you but you know so i was trying to meet people meet people and i really thought i was gonna be the next richard kelly after seeing donnie darko mm-hmm. and i was in college and i thought well that guy wrote that in his early 20s uh-huh. and he refused to sell that script even though, no matter how much anyone offered him except yeah. unless he was able to direct it no ah, no 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 and then he did and then it was this terrific movie wow oh, shit scott you can do that and as uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a, a John Favre line, but it refers more to an actor. But I think it still kind of plays well for us. Uh, it turns out when you get off the airplane at LAX, they're not handing out like scripts, like they're not handing out jobs, they're not handing out deals for you, like right when you get off the plane. And I very quickly learned that that and and it's it. I pigeonholed myself. I can't. I can't do this. I gotta. I gotta do regular work. I, writing's never gonna work for me. And I shut myself out. And I think a lot of people do that, unfortunately. And they, they feel like it's an unrealistic dream to follow. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to take the nine to five, even though I don't want it. Or at least in my case, I jumped into something in the same realm. I don't write I movies think. or TV shows, but I get to work on them.
1: And it's and still creative. It. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And it's you still creative the, and fun. Yeah. You get but to see it kind of just in a different way exactly
0: and then there but then there's you know there's folks that come out here to do that and get discouraged real quick and maybe move back home or or just Mm -hmm. just level into a job at a whatever type of company i don't want to disparage any other particular line of work um so you kind of you have some kind of a psychic ability because you must have read my mind on what i was going to talk to you about because that was that was one of the first questions um how long, Tanner, have you wanted to be a writer?
1: Um, you know, I always
0: because when I'm when I knew you, because I knew you always you were interested in it, but you were right. a sick musician, so I was like, "Well, go fucking lean into that."
1: The dude's fucking right <laughs> on the guitar. Well, yeah. I made the, um, you know, in hindsight, a little bit of a crazy decision because I moved out here to be a rock star and a screenwriter, and I i wouldn't change anything just gave me the
0: title of this episode.
1: (laughs) i wouldn't change anything but i also don't know that i would recommend someone coming out to pursue two two impossible careers simultaneously because i mean holy shit it was um just so much work you know um and so not glamorous um you know in reality but um i so i you know i started playing music whenever i was about 15 and just Back in, Oklahoma. Back in Oklahoma, like in high school, um, I grew up in a really like my parents are like the biggest rock kind of, you know, fans of all time, but they didn't oh, yeah. either of them were musicians. So I, I grew up around music. I grew up around, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin. I didn't know
0: that about you. I, I always assumed your family was musicians because you're so damn fucking
1: good at it. No, they I mean, Excuse literally my, my mom and dad are like the biggest, like the biggest fans of music really of all time, you know, um. But I kind of fell into it, kind of with Andy. He had started playing the drums a few months before I picked up the guitar, and you know, around um, when I graduated high school, um, I was going to go to college and all that, and I probably would have gone to like some sort of audio engineering school. But in the okay. like in the late '90s in Oklahoma, yeah. like as far <laughs> as I can tell, like- that didn't exist. So yeah, it's like VCR repair and gunsmithing basically. Exactly. And I'm really glad I never I don't have a good enough ear, so I'm really glad that I didn't uh, get into engineering or anything like that. But um so I kind of did really the next best thing is I went to so I went to film school. And it was around, you know, Goodwill Hunting had been out for a couple years and you know, had won the Oscar and all that. And I was really inspired by that movie, along with um great movie. Love I it. Know early kevin smith stuff you know sure, clerks sure, chasing sure. amy and all that um ironically when you think about it um i can i guess ben Affleck was a huge inspiration because he was in both goodwill hunting and chasing amy hey. So, but hey, hey. whatever works right you know
0: i uh god i i was really hoping i could remember the name of it oh, oh yeah excuse me phantoms like a motherfucker <laughs> what silent uh not silent bob but jay says and that's one uh-huh. of ben's not well received films based on the dean Koontz book uh phantoms oh, terrific oh. terrific terrific book uh movie had jason lee in it and i yeah i, I feel i say morgan freeman for some fucking reason
1: i think you're but, right
0: but yeah the movie just bombed real horde so there's <laughs> like a joke about like phantoms like i'm a but yeah i i'm a fan of that guy I think he's a solid, a solid actor, solid writer-ish. Yeah, we'll see.
1: He's a good director, you know. Um, he had his weird JLo Lo period, but he's done. Yeah. Some hey,
0: he, haven't? Didn't we all though?
1: <laughs> didn't we? Yes, we. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kinda, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, like Good Will Hunting was an inspiration to me because it felt like there was like two dudes who wrote, you know, a story based in their hometown. It felt like they knew that world, they knew the characters, and of course, then you add the hollywood of it he oh uh, one of them's a genius but i was just like i was just again naively because it won an oscar but i was like i can do that you know um but that's so,
0: not a naive thought man i <laughs> just started
1: writing um and again i picked kind of film because i couldn't really do the audio degree i wanted to do i didn't have the means really to um go to school out of state. I wish I would, in hindsight, I wish I would have gone to USC or something like that.
0: So the university yeah. you you did attend uh, for your film degree was, just give in it a in tell, Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma in Norman. University of Oklahoma. Folks. Yep,
1: Sooners. yep. Um, but yep. Um, so, and I just felt more and more in love with screenwriting through college. Um, you know, the film program was, it was pretty, in its pretty early stages so i think i took one screenwriting class it was really mm. more like a theory theory based um program that's,
0: that's ironic <laughs> just the, we'll get into the screenwriter that this gentleman is uh currently up to date but the fact that the place he attended college had one class is kinda, well,
1: took, that's kind of i took one class and just taught myself um that's crazy taught myself other than that but um wow. so when i moved out here you know um The band stuff, the music stuff with Andy, you know, it took off quickly. It did. Um, Playing
0: gigs. Who's the man? Your guys' manager was the guy in Guns N' Roses, right? Uh, Matt uh, Matt Sorum, correct? Matt Sorum.
1: That was a couple bands later, though. Oh, right, right. Right, because
0: there was... There was two bands before that. There's Fragile Massey, there's Prohibition Rose. I didn't... What was the band before Fragile
1: Massey? The first one was called Vestige. So that would have been... Yeah, that would have yes, been... Yes, I love yeah, that. Before, before I met you. But, um, you know, we played our... Vestige play, our third show we ever played in LA was at the Whiskey A Go-Go. So things kind of took off quickly. And by took off quickly, I mean, we got bit busy. fucking huge. For those well,
0: of you who have not been to Los Angeles <laughs> and you might uh, have a band... You don't just come to LA and play the whiskey a go-go as your third when you when you guys played the viper room uh when mm-hmm. those years later i was just like fuck <laughs> like the viper you room just was play cool. that place you know what i mean we,
1: we played there a lot that was kind of that was kind of yeah. prohibition rose my last band kind of our, our second little home but um yeah, yeah. so the music stuff and by i mean you know it took off like we never made hardly any money doing the music thing throughout our whole career but it just we got busy enough you know where it was uh became priority number one and I think that was good in terms of screenwriting because I was still cutting my teeth man I really didn't know what I was doing yet I was just you know I was just cranking away um you know plucking away at the keyboard and the music and it's kind of I think you know one hand kind of watches the other to an extent because I think you know you mentioned you have some friends that want to write screenplays, but they they get shot down too quickly. Yeah, I'm afraid to make the jump. Too. But like, I think playing, you know, Hollywood are the toughest crowds <laughs> to play in the world uh, for, for music, I, I, for being in a band. And I had no choice but to build a thick skin doing the band thing. And I think that helped embolden me years later, whenever I was ready to send some screenplays out. If you didn't like it, Okay, fine, whatever. If you have something constructive to say, that would be wonderful because I'll learn that. Is a, that is a terrific I, you know, I attitude. ringer playing in the bands already. So um, that helped me tremendously. Um, that is terrific.
0: And that's the core of, I, I want to say, anyone's real artistic endeavor. As much as initially, and we covered this in the 20 questions thing, as much as initially a lot of people want people to like what they're doing, bottom line, it's about hey, if it makes you happy creating it, then no offense to everyone else, but f them. You know, if yeah. they don't like the song, if they don't like the script, then f them. And I think that therein lies the true creative thing. And you tapped into that. It's so crazy that that was your path. You know what I mean? You came out here with a goal in mind. Yeah, and somehow, inner. I just like I'm in my mind. I'm picturing two snakes all tangled up with each other. <laughs> uh, it just and yeah, and it just collectively got you to where i want to i feel like folks that are listening right now are like okay this guy sounds cool as shit but (laughs) all right let's get some let's talk about some stuff you've uh stuff you've written there you know there's there's a terrific show a lot of you familiar with uh called pitch uh i a mark paul gossing fan lifetime obviously when i heard it he was on any form of show much less playing a professional major league baseball catcher I was like well that's fucking random gotta mm-hmm. see this much less the crazy concept behind it I, crazy let me walk that back <laughs> the, at the time wow that's so different in dynamic thinking was a uh a female pitcher in the major league baseball league much like i want to say they're trying to transition a female kicker into the nfl currently i don't know i'm not again we talked about this before we started the cast i'm not a sports guy but the concept was, you tell me. But the struggle of of this individual getting into a male dominated, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, and it just it happened to be Major League Baseball. Yeah, and was, you know, it's,
1: it's a great show. All, if you haven't
0: seen it, I don't know what streaming it. Uh, you can watch it on, but find it's it. On, it's on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. check it out. Hulu. Hulu's yeah, very inexpensive.
1: Yeah, that was um, Hitch was um, so I have a writing partner, a uh, name Katie. Um, yes, yeah, we've been wanted to get her on. And get,
0: we're going to do a separate episode me and this young lady or this young lady, this person, this young, yeah. female individual. Uh, so you should.
1: She's she's lovely <laughs> and she's great. Ladies' directory though. Um, but yeah, we so Katie and I had been working together uh, as partners for a couple of years at that point. So we probably you probably should we probably should talk about this at some point yeah, back, I, it up, back, back it up tell me tell me. Yeah, well i've been working for dan fogelman um, as his assistant and kind of his right hand man for a couple years at this point um, you know dan wrote crazy stupid love yes, this
0: this gentleman for those who don't know his name carries some serious water just type in you get the id i, I
1: the, the programs you can finish. Yeah he yeah he wrote um, cars for pixar he did oh. tank for disney just get about it he's he's an amazingly talented dude and just he's also an amazing dude which most importantly he's he's a lovely human and um i had been working for him for a couple years and he started to produce hour longs he started because he had been doing sitcoms which is not really what katie in
0: in what capacity were you working for mr fogelman at that time
1: so i started as his assistant um he was he was um he had just come off Crazy Stupid Love had just came out. Oh, so I one. met him, I was a production secretary on a movie that he wrote called- the I Guilt. wrote
0: that in my questions, what is a production secretary? So you'll have to get into that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. I So I met him working in the production office on a movie he wrote. And um, he was just, you know, Dan, he's just such a nice guy. Um, we bonded over the stupidest stuff he had just broken his like pinky playing uh ah. basketball i had previously broken my pinky playing basketball that, um, i think i he, heard um, about that <laughs> i had worked as a pa on mission impossible four before that and That's... he had just sold this big project with tom cruise attached so oh, wow he was asking me about tom cruise and obviously i i wasn't around cruise much but he well. seemed lovely. um and, um, you know, I got close with the, uh, the director, Ann Fletcher, who was amazing, and her assistant, Marion, um, on that movie. And, um, you know, I was, it kind of just came up like, oh, you should work for Dan, because they knew I wanted to be a screenwriter. Sure. And I was like, oh yeah, I would love that. Um, <laughs> of course. And then, oh, yes. what's that?
0: <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's like someone saying like, yes, would you like the fucking, like, you know. Yeah, you like no. To, uh, just,
1: put in the you, door. And you're like, well, uh, yes, I would enjoy that (laughs) dream opportunity. So I had, um, I got to know Dan a little bit. And then weirdly enough, I was out at a bar in studio city. uh, What bar? um, bar?
0: Local peasant.
1: Local peasant. Fair enough. Good. Good, good, Finest. Good good
0: street cred. Good street cred. Check it out. (laughs) Once it's okay Uh, to go there.
1: I was out with just a couple of my friends grabbing a beer or whatever. And, uh, Dan Fogelman was there and, and he, uh, he recognized me and he came up to me and said hi. And, mm-hmm. you know, we shot the shit for like, I don't know, probably, it probably was no more than three or four minutes, but um, that's all it takes. There was something about just seeing somebody who was that successful out in the real world, like not as in like production secretary, to sure. kind of that dynamic. And, um, you know, and the director and her assistant already been building it up like, Oh, you should work for Dan, you should work for Dan. And after just kind of like running into him at a bar, that kind of emboldened me to um, reach out to him and be and kind of put my name, you know, put my hat in the ring. Hey, like, Dan, if you ever need an assistant. So folks, I'd love point to do it.
0: Number two, point number one, come out with either a financial base, or some form of a job lined up point mm-hmm. number two create relationship <laughs> Go, no, that's that's what that's <laughs> never worked out for me tanner uh, create relationships those a synergy is more than just a silly word that you hear from you know people that are trying to sell you a condo or something it's a real concept and the fact that really- his relate tanner's relationship and mr Fogelman's relationship uh, transferred into this and I, he's going to he's gonna give you a little more intel because this we're just right now at the beginning. We're at the infancy of this story. <laughs> so this is rock and roll Oklahoma guy. Worked at Best Buy. Kicked around on some stuff. May or may not have met Tom Cruise, allegedly. Okay. So what was the outcome of the bar conversation with Fogelman?
1: So I, I sent him that email and just was like, hey, man, if you ever need an assistant. Um, well, the whole thing, even, man. sorry, to back up one more time. So this my music career ended um after about eight nine years of doing it out here you know we had just been in my cousin andy and i had been in three different bands that we had built from the ground up like re- Straight up, you guys really did reinventing ourselves every time legit <laughs> did <laughs> writing you know a whole catalog of new music every time and after doing it Great for music. almost a decade um we had got to work with some of our, and befriend some of our, you know, childhood heroes. Um, and it was great. Like, again, we never were famous rock stars or anything, but you know, I, Hey, I spent my twenties playing rock bands in LA. That was pretty hey. cool. Hey, but hey, yeah, when, I, think, I thought you guys were fucking rock stars just for the thank record. You. I appreciate that. I still do. But, um, so my, my band ended um, and I knew that was kind of it. And I think, a week, over the week, like i think that monday um we started production on the guilt trip so that's when i you know like literally uh, yes
0: that would be a seth rogan and streis as his mother
1: terrific film
0: it was it was a cute not very movie.
1: well received but very fun movie i, I recommend agree. it i agree um i'm biased probably because it had a significant well, sure uh impact on my life but um yeah it was a one one door opens one door closes one door opens sort of situation my music yeah. career ended I started working on that movie in the production office I met Dan Fogelman who would become my future boss and it was just kind of you know it, one thing Minerty. led to another as it always does one thing always leads to another out here but sometimes um, at least, you know, well, yeah, sure. There's plenty yeah. of... That it might,
0: it, the Something might lead to, blah, bullshit, got to move back home. But well, that, know, it always leads to something. He's, Tanner's correct in that <laughs> aspect. <laughs> but in his aspect,
1: <laughs> it was rainbows. That is true. Um, yeah. So I started working for Dan. Um, he was, uh, was going to showrun his first TV show, and he was also about to direct his first movie. What um, show and
0: what movie for the listeners out there who love TV shows and movies?
1: It was a show. The show was called The Neighbors. It was a sitcom on ABC for two years. It was um, vaguely remember that it was about aliens kind of yes. in New Jersey and they were yes. regular and had Jamie Gertz. And it was ahead uh, of
0: its time ahead of its time.
1: It was, I thought it was a really uh, also not super well received, but it was um, I think it was a really fun show. Um, honestly, even though I was an assistant on it, but it was still one of my favorite jobs, just because the, we had over the course of we were it lasted for two seasons. Fun, see, yeah. Family, man. Just hey, like, and
0: anyone who knows it works in this business knows anything gets past the first season is 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 doing something significant because they'll yeah. cut you off at the knees. Oh yeah. Uh, six episodes into the first one, after you've already filmed twelve, and say yeah, uh, yeah, the show I won Union on. I don't even believe they aired. The entirety of it it just was so uh poorly received (laughs) that they yeah
1: it's brutal man my own
0: mother said it was hard to watch but uh, (laughs) talk about that on a different episode so fogelman that's the tv show the aliens neighbors what was the what was the film that he was also juggling
1: yeah the movie was called danny collins it was um with al pacino like it yeah, was
0: that's why I knew that
1: okay it's such a great it's it's it was Pacino it was Annette Terrific. Bening Josh Peck um, yeah Christopher Plummer it was an amazing cast Um, Bobby Cannavale Jennifer Garner like the list goes on but um, so I joined Fogelman as his career was he was already very successful at this point he had mainly done animation you know um, yeah
0: right right right
1: but um he was he was about to direct he was gonna show run he was going to kind of do a lot of that at the same time which is absolutely daunting <laughs> um <laughs> to put it
0: nicely that's fucking insane he it's, must it's not so he, he must not have enjoyed sleep
1: <laughs> he didn't he i don't think he slept for two years and i don't think i really did either you know um but um you know so i was with him in the trenches um every single day for two years and what started as an assistant job very quickly became like kind of kind of his right-hand man um and i kind of helped i was able to help him kind of start his production company um, what's that rhode name I- of that company rhode island avenue productions hell um, yes my father was most, born in rhode island they're most okay. known for this is us which is obviously one of the biggest biggest shows on planet love Earth. that show yeah it's um it's a, uh, it's a good one. Um, so around the time, so Fogelman wrote and kind of sold this is us and pitch at the same time I had worked, I had been working for him for a couple years and he hired Katie and I um, on pitch. And that was our first TV writing job. So I kind of paid my dues for a couple of years. Um, and he gave me an opportunity, which I, and that kind of,
0: that kind of leans into some of the, some of the questions. I guess I had I asked some folks. Uh, hey, what, what would you ask someone who sure. who came out here and couldn't figure it out? Uh, I guess that kind of leads into like, what was that feeling like going from, hey, gosh, I sure have always wanted to write something, to, hey, you're writing a fucking show that Zach from Saved by the Bell and and other very important people are going to be putting on television on a major network, so you can't fuck up. Like, like how do you, how do you transition like from yeah. I'm just going to write this thing about the the rabbit and the dreams and (laughs) (laughs) Darko again. I'm sorry. I've I've obviously not let that go. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try to move on therapy, right?
1: No, it's great. (laughs) You know, it, it, it happened so slowly over so many years. I mean, I was a PA in reality TV then in I was a post PA in movies to being working in physical production. You worked for, art
0: um, art PA work with uh um, with uh with me on a film called yep, Peck. Yep. Well, this is Peck at the time we worked on it, but it, it was released as the name of Peck. And anyone who wants to jump out there and check that one out, a young actress by the name of Brie Larson, you might know her as Captain Marvel, was the young actress in that film. You should check it out oh. and the uh, tanner beam was an un you should ch- update your imdb because you're uncredited as an as a, or a set dresser on that
1: oh am i that's amazing you're,
0: you need to we know you're uncredited we need to get you on there need to get you on <laughs> there because the people yeah, start I making the, there's a marvel connection that uh eventually you guys are going to figure out here but so i guess just the feeling of going from the, the question i guess like the first day like sitting at the office where you just like tapping a pen on your desk like looking at like an empty screen with like the blinking thing or like okay
1: fuck was, <laughs> like I, I'm, this is a job now this is what no, i've always wanted it, and now what it was it was i mean it was weird man it was surreal um the you know and tv writing is also i think so different than most people would think you
0: know um in what respect please because this is this show is both for folks in the industry to have have a good listen to and, and reminisce about things as well as people want to get into various scenes in this and yeah i know a lot of people are tuning into this one to be like well how does this writer guy get from a to b so
1: yeah, i gonna true. get a lot of
0: shit if you don't if you don't if
1: you don't fill in all the details <laughs> i'm gonna send you screenshots <laughs> so you know being a tv writer you know most of your day is sitting i mean basically all of your day um, unless you're on set or off on script, is sent um, you know sitting in the writers' room. Um, okay. He's sitting around a long table with a bunch of other writers, and someone described it as it's a ten-hour dinner party every day, mm-hmm. and that's the best way to describe it because basically you know, and there's like a hierarchy to all this. There's a showrunner, there's co-eps, you know, so there's sure. structure to it. And there's a goal, like we're gonna we're gonna come up with ideas for episode two today, or we're gonna outline episode three. Yeah, that
0: that was gonna be my next question. Like, are you guys just like riffing, or is like someone like, okay, folks, this is what you need to accomplish. Here's your timeline.
1: Honestly, both. It's a lot of both. And 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 do they
0: verbalize that? Like, I kind I can't even imagine what that would sound like.
1: A lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of listening, and it's a lot of active listening, and nodding, and smiling, and maybe laughing at jokes that you don't find super funny but you know it's it's all it's political and like but here, here's the thing luckily i've been very fortunate i've heard terrible stories i've been very fortunate to work with some truly amazing people so i'm not trying to like you know hey this is not you know it's this is genuine a, but this is a safe
0: place you can name names or you can just be general <laughs> I, d- I do both because we both still work in the industry
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was daunting for a couple reasons like one um you know, I'm working with writers. There were some like heavyweights that worked on that show. There were right. writers that worked on Sex in the City, Mad Men, House, um, The West Wing, Sports Night. Just like these how did they treat? How did they treat you? Amazing, so good. Wow, that's true. So, so and to be fair, I was listen. Well, I was a little bit of a political hire because I was Dan Fogelman's former assistant that he promoted. But I gar- I I know. Based on how they treated the other younger staff riders, that they would have treated me just as well, even if I was just rider X, you know. But they were. Um... See, I would have been
0: to... I would have been freaked out if I were you that like those those big leaguers would have been like, "What oh, fuck is Oklahoma Johnny over here, Mr. Rockstar, Mr. Mr. Sweetface?" <laughs> now you guys, this guy looks the same as he does since I met him. Uh, he looks like <laughs> like honestly, I would card him for a e-cigarette or something. But anyway. <laughs> So they gave you the respect, which I don't think your average person would expect.
1: Yeah, they're and trust me, because they're not everyone's not this way. And this all starts with this again. This all goes back to Fogelman. He, it starts top down. You know, he he doesn't hire assholes. He has a no asshole policy, and he doesn't care how talented someone may be. He because building a room is like it's its own community. It's like the society, and if you have the you know the 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 rotten apples, they're going to affect the whole vibe. So it's really important. And you also want to have a very diverse room. You want to have people who are different ages, who come from different places. And who makes that decision? That is, that would be like, that would be. Who fills Daniel the pool. Fogelman. That would be Fogelman. He created the show along hey, with the showrunner. You know that
0: guy, I need to get him on here. I don't know. Him. <laughs> Just dropping that officially. So everyone's heard it. I've asked him. So if he doesn't, you know, <laughs> uh, so, wow. So he's, cool. he's responsible of creating just a, just a diverse team. essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah. You, got a, you got a goal. Yeah.
0: But and um, not as, it's not as easy as anything else. It's not modular. It's now it's, outside. it's, I, I can't, I can't even get inside. I, oh man. Just well, and you, just, what you're talking about, it's making me fucking like nervous.
1: Well, and you sit <laughs> around and you talk about, obviously, so the pilot had already been filmed and, and it's already been edited. So, like, we had like obviously we had we had story one, we had episode one under our belts, and now it's like we knew we had a nine episode order. So, you kind of just sit around and you talk and you talk and like, oh, I read this article about this baseball player and all this sort of stuff. And um, you we had some we had some former Major League Baseball players come in and sit in the room and just kind of tell stories.
0: Names you could throw? I mean, now that shows. Um, like Royce Cal Ripken.
1: No, Cal Ripken. God damn it. <laughs> Nolan Ryan, no, Nolan no. Ryan. No, Nolan Ryan. That would have been cool. Yeah. Roger Clemens. <laughs> that would have been. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I'm going um,
0: to the wish list now because.
1: <laughs> um, but you kind of just you sit around and you talk and you talk and you talk and until you you start pulling stuff out of the air and then like you'll ping did you up know something. anything about baseball. Then did I? Yeah. Okay. You're going to write a show about baseball. I did. I grew That's up. Yeah, I I grew up playing baseball um, and collecting baseball cards and all that. I hadn't really paid attention to baseball since I was maybe lingo and yeah, like more than that. It's not just lingo, but the feel of the game, the flow. I definitely did. I was probably like average in my baseball knowledge and we had people that knew a lot more than me and then we had and this is good we had some people that knew almost nothing because
0: the the sandlot that wasn't very good ended up being an announcer at the end of the movie if you might remember (laughs) there you
1: go that is very true um but you know pitch was a great experience um it was a show so much of these shows especially broadcast shows i feel like um it's 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 timing you know i feel like the show maybe came out a year too early and if it would have came out just even a year later it might have caught on um i,
0: I agree with you hundred percent no i was i was surprised when when they dropped it i thought it was a little premature or at the very least that a streaming service or someone didn't pick it up which is often the case
1: yeah we got very I, close too we got very close a couple of years ago to um to getting um like a, some pick-
0: kind of a, like a reboot or something yeah on
1: disney plus like it was like from oh, what i understand yeah. it was um Oh, Not to use a different sports metaphor, but like from what I understand, we were at like the one-yard line. It was very, uh, very close to coming well
0: back. Well played. So. See what he did there, guys? <laughs> he does, you can just take a moment to write something clever, even if you're just going to say it. <laughs> I noticed a trifecta in your work, because mm-hmm. I know you're on a schedule, and it's, it's a school night now, and I don't want to take more of your time. I do have a series of questions, so I'm yeah. going to try to like, squeeze them together. You, you – this is going to – Okay, so you transition from pitch to Versus, which is about a, a woman's ac- lacrosse uh, team, a yep. female, young ladies' lacrosse team, and then currently, are you allowed to talk about your current project? It's on um, I, the description is IMDb on on there, and so is your name.
1: No, I can say what I worked on. I just can't. Yeah, say oh much God, obviously
0: not details, but <laughs> as the IMDb description currently lists for a little show on the disney plus network for marvel called hawkeye i don't know if you guys have heard of that one so uh the focus is more on not uh clive bar or clive clint barton's character <laughs>
1: clive barker would be fun
0: wouldn't that be a hoot <laughs> but on uh young katie bishop in the young avengers are and uh so i'm seeing a, f- a focus a strong focus in your writing and strong female characters is this a, is this just completely coincidental is this a path because we're talking about first female pitcher in the in the right in the big leagues a strong badass uh winning lacrosse female team just, yep. i don't know
1: yeah i think no i think it, i don't know it's like a coincidence you know it's funny um whenever i was first starting out writing screenplays um my two of my first three screenplays um had female lead characters and i didn't think anything of it i really did i just thought this is a cool story that i want to tell and um i didn't really give a lot of i i did the work to try to make sure their voices you know and point of view was correct um, female characters but i never was like oh maybe i shouldn't write something um you know, with a woman protagonist, but, um, no, yeah. So we did pitch and that did kind of lead to versus which this, it was like this, um, six episode limited series. It was on, um, really good. What, it was where, on go 90. People watch it. It was on go 90 and it was only, you know, that, that site went away. It had only been released for a couple of weeks. So unfortunately, I bet you people it on YouTube, right? Yep. It's on YouTube. Check it's it on, on YouTube folks. Yeah. It's on all that stuff. Um, but, um, so yeah, there is, so, Hawkeye, so a guy that Katie and I worked with on. Which everyone's Pit.
0: excited about because WandaVision's the big talk right now. Yeah, it's awesome too. It's, um, it's, it's, it's uh, very dynamic, very dynamic. They're making crazy bold choices. Yeah. And then the next rollout's going to be The Winter Soldier. Yeah. But uh, you're, honestly, if I'm as a, Mar- as a lifelong Marvel fan, mm-hmm. the show you're working on is the one I have so amped up for. That's awesome, man! And wait, that and I saw some hint of they're doing a what if animated program. They're doing that as well between those two titles. I just, uh, although it's not centering on uh, Clint Barton, but uh, either way, the whoever's portraying Hawkeye in this, the the character is in 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 a sense like. Like an every person, like they're not, they don't yeah. have, they didn't yeah. come from uh Krypton, right? You know? They didn't come from Amazonia, they didn't come. Why am I showing DC examples? That's too, <laughs> they didn't get bit by a radioactive spider, they're not <laughs> millionaire drunks that built a suit of armor, they're not from Asgard, you know. Yeah. But just, yeah. um, it's as close as you can really act as I can think of, besides the Punisher in the Marvel verse. Mm-hmm. That's or, okay, Daredevil, but still, he has he does have power uh, skill, extra skills up. because he got it exposed to radiation just so effed up if they if someone needs to like do something about that because the radiation also was spider-man so like it's, it's rough but in terms of marvel characters i can't I, honestly like you stump me buddy like uh, hawkeye punisher
1: no there's not a lot and that was something um, and even less than, I think, in the MCU, because in MCU proper, there's the Punisher hasn't even been introduced yet. You know, correct. So, correct. Um, no, working so yeah, Hawkeye they're is they're very good. much a two hander between Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. So it's it's very much like they are the co-stars of it together. But it is a show about and she is Kate, Kate Bishop. Am I saying the name correct? Kate Bishop. Yeah it but is young
0: a, a- yeah young avengers I, I i still have all the hard copies i
1: purchased when it came out. <laughs> um hopefully they'll do the young avengers someday but um but yeah this show is very much about hawkeye jeremy renner um it's character clinton barton kind of passing the torch to kate Bishop, played Excellent. by seinfeld it's a really fun two-hander um you know those characters true to the comics have such a fun dynamic and you know you're right they are both um Kind of your every man, every woman, you know, with Kate. Exactly. Like, yeah, every person. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, it's
0: awesome that there can be a, a super person that can't yeah. fly or
1: shoot lasers. Yeah. For doing that, but they work their ass off to keep people safe. I was, I was stoked about that part of it. Um, and listen, all I right. would love to work on something like, oh, yeah, big mutant powers or whatever it is. Oh, but sure. Like,
0: well, anyway, of course, sure. we all would, but that's just the, uh, yeah.
1: But I we, so Katie and I, but we love the idea of writing a superhero show about- Your writing partner. superpowers.
0: Yeah, my writing There's partner. To, to, the, to the listeners.
1: Yeah, um, but we, yeah, we love the idea of writing a show, a superhero show with a, a guy that didn't have superpowers and a girl. Um, yeah. It was so much so fun. Cool. So- So cool, man. The head writer on that was someone that I worked with, the, the, someone that Katie and I worked with on pitch. So okay. years later, okay. that relationship that we the built transition. on our first show- so Pay again, off.
0: relationships
1: built. Rule yep. number two: build relationships. It's 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 paramount. It is it's crucial. Absolutely um, paramount. And yeah. you know, Marvel was working with Marvel was a dream come true. I grew up reading Marvel yeah. comics too. Um, I, I mainly read about it. What's that? <laughs> I get excited
0: just thinking about that. I know a guy that does it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it. it was surreal, man. It um awesome. so we did we did twenty weeks on the show. Wow. Um, and then we actually just got brought back. Hell yeah. Um, yes. A week before Thanksgiving, Katie and I got brought back for a couple weeks of work. They were about to start filming and they just needed some extra work done on the script. So we got to come in after having been wrapped on the show for almost a year. And we got to come in and and revisit those characters and just punch up some stuff and even you know put an even bigger imprint on the show than we had you know the first time around so can you give um, the listeners
0: a projected super ballpark uh date because i haven't really you know if they haven't put it online then you probably can't say it either but when people can expect to enjoy
1: the hawkeye program into the year i think is the target date. Well, ideally that's way ideally, better than i thought
0: I <laughs> ideally for <about> the
1: holidays. <laughs> Yeah, ideally around the holidays, uh this this year, so into 2021 is the um yeah. goal. You know, we'll see, you know. Um obviously filming now is uh it always was hard, but doing it in a pandemic is is even harder. Now they're on stages mm-hmm. at this point. Um so hopefully that's more of a contained, yeah. you know, environment. Cool. So hopefully fingers crossed for everyone there in Atlanta yeah, that it I all know. goes smooth. And um yeah, I and mean, it was um yeah. it was a dream come true working with Marvel and just seeing. So, we were part of the first kind of the vanguard of TV. So, Marvel Studios didn't have.
0: Wow, that was the first one.
1: Well, they didn't have anything to like the shows that were on Netflix um, and like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Those shows were all great, but those weren't, those didn't come from like Kevin Feige. So, those are not not technically in the MCU. So, with the shows, um, you know, there's Falcon and Winter Soldier, there's Loki, WandaVision. We were part of the first kind of group to really do television under the the guidance of of Kevin Feige, who's the brainchild. He's like, the, you know man, he's yeah. The- yeah. If, if anyone if anyone reads any article
0: about Marvel and Disney, you're not gonna not see this gentleman's yeah. name. He is the mastermind. It's
1: impossible. I mean, there is there is no Marvel. I, I don't know. Yeah. There is, is there is no Marvel for a
0: brain. I don't know how he is <laughs> I don't yeah to even as someone I've read these comics my whole life mm-hmm. I don't know how this gentleman interweaves all of these various storylines which are vast and ever changing depending on oh I I'm a silver age guy I'm a golden age yep. guy I'm a you know this and that is characters change some some actually don't change that much weirdly enough and that makes them even that more fun but the fact that this guy oh, uh, no, it's. A, he's, he's I would the, like to
1: spend a day in his brain, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and he's built a great team around him. You know, the the producers um, that we worked with um, who were like his kind of right-hand, you know, his right-hand man, um, they were all amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it was so much fun getting to play around in that, you know, universe that they've been building now for over 10 years. It was so much fun. And that's a strong
0: question there. I, and again, I, I know you can't give away Certain things. The show's not released yet. Uh, were, were you? Did you have more emphasis on following the comic book storyline or the film storyline, or maybe a mixture of both, or a completely different direction? If you can't answer that, just say uh, Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> no, they. Um, obviously, the most important. I mean, a little bit of every. A little bit of both, but like obviously um, we wanted to be true to the character that Jeremy Renner um, had established, you know, over the years um, as Hawkeye, you know, that was, that was the most important thing. But also when you start, when we started for them, they gave us this huge packet of Hawkeye comics, both Clinton Barton and Kate Bishop, because they, they, I mean, no one I think respects the comic books more than again, more than Kevin Feige. So having knowledge of the comic books and um, trying to pull It could be a one shot. It could be a visual. It could be a storyline. It could be a character. It could be an action sequence pulling that. They love when you are able to pull stuff from the IP. So, so you do both. And
0: and, okay. For the listener out there, for the layman, IP is intellectual property. Very good. So here's an intellectual property question. And uh, and if you don't answer this correctly, you're probably going to get a call from Marvel. (laughs) for <laughs> disney rather has clint barton always been a hero true or false
1: he has not always been a hero
0: and i'm okay Excellent. he started as
1: he started as a villain
0: but i mean yes i guess i should have i should have really prefaced that in the in the film obviously he gets taken over by the spell of loki so right. for those who haven't read the comic though he did start out as a criminal who was trained in archery while working at carnivals. He's a carny. A carny. Yep. And if you guys don't have an episode called Carney, then I... <laughs> <laughs> but he... he Yeah, he started out on the wrong side of things, figured it out, but he's an person, and he passes it on to Kate Bishop, for, and hopefully, like Tanner said, the Young Avengers is going to be developed because I think people will go nuts for it because the comic uh, gives... I hope so. Uh, limitless potential but we're that's another episode i'm gonna i'm gonna tie this up with uh last couple questions uh sure. did you enjoy working on christmas ever after as much as i enjoyed watching it
1: <laughs> um I love uh, it. the wife and i <laughs> have it still on the tivo that's amazing um you know katie and i had a weird year last year going back and forth from marvel to like a lifetime christmas movie that was um this, was, was that a a question rock. like
0: on, on a hot wing show like did that throw you for a loop because i didn't tell you i was gonna <laughs> ask you about that <laughs> um that's amazing <laughs> but no great movies honestly all kidding aside if you love holiday films and you know who makes the best ones on god's green earth is the hallmark people and I know several actors and actresses that that, that work on these and they're terrific films. And they always leave you feeling great. And they always like make you hate your family less when they're, <laughs> when you're all gathered and having the eggnog. Okay, last question regarding your credits and then uh, we'll just have a fun sign-off. What the heck is Cool Kids? Because oh. I tried to do a deep dive and the guy I hired... Uh, he disappeared so that's a different question
1: cool kids is a pilot that katie and i um recently wrote um and we are going to very soon kind of take it out to market and see if anybody wants to you know wants to buy it i
0: only ask and because it's listed on imdb mm-hmm. and then... yeah no,
1: we're working with a cool a very cool producer out of um new york and it is inspired by the uh, the rock band's song cool kids um echo smith yes yes um, it's kind of a it's a coming of age um teen show. That's kind dope. of like a throwback to I feel like the shows we kind of grew up watching, more of like the my so-called life freaks and geek, but it said it um the Idaho um,
0: Geeks is terrific. Uh, both of those uh, examples okay. are terrific shows.
1: Yeah, so good. I'm sure they're all on streaming now, but um, yeah, it said it this um
0: yeah, for those of you out there who've never heard of either of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> my so-called life i'll say it slowly and (laughs) freaks and geeks omg check them out way ahead of their time and you're going to see a bunch of people you're like that's that guy from or that's that from whatever you're going to recognize people it's going to be a hoot (laughs) but i'm excited about so this thing is just kind of it's it's a boiling pot of stew right now are you having people sniff it and figure it out if they want to have a taste
1: yeah yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and we'll see. And you know, what you know, you write these things, and sometimes people want to pay you money to write more, and sometimes they don't, and that just kind of comes with the territory, man. That's, we'll
0: see. and that, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of one of my end-all questions. The whole thing is, yeah, just a, at the end of the day, I mean, had, whether you sell a script or you don't, or you get pulled onto a writing project or you don't, if in your heart you know that that's what you want to do. What's Tanner Bean say about that they haven't already said? you're like, damn man, I don't know
1: you're gonna know you're gonna hear more you're gonna hear more nos than you hear yeses. like that's just going to be a part of it. And I think you know with writing it um you know talent's important, hard work is important, but like all these like these stories that we've been talking about, like who you know is very important and getting right people, it just it's it's so it's so crucial. because um, your reputation is such a big part of this career. Um, but it's you know it's it's someone I didn't make this up. Someone told me this but like <laughs> if you as far as being a screenwriter, if you can, if there's anything that you can think of that you could wake up in the morning and do as a career that would make you happy enough that isn't screenwriting, you should probably go do the other thing. You know what I mean? Because it's, Ooh, it's yes. tough, you know? You really, really have to be in it for the long haul. Like, you have to be so disciplined. That's you scary. have to, that's, It's. I mean, it's, you know. That's and you compelling. Also, that's and that's even compelling. if you are all these things, you work hard, you're disciplined, you have to still be very lucky. I, I there's I'm I've been very very fortunate um and
0: just to know that it's so daunting once you get not to use a baseball analogy i.e mm-hmm. pitch but once you get in the batter's box as you've always wanted to be to actually face the opportunity of a pitch like in my head I'm thinking hey hey scooter or Swanson as Taylor knows me <laughs> Taylor technically well, Taylor that's even that's even more fun Tanner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another nickname. We call it Sir Taylor and Swanson. Uh, I couldn't conceive of, of of jumping into what he's doing, even though it's what I've always wanted. If given that opportunity, I think I would, I would so hell myself, I'd make an excuse. I'd say, I think my phone's ringing or something, and I'd run out of the writer's room and Uber home or something.
1: And so I just... I think you'd be fine, but but the thing is, also, like, <laughs> you. Um, I think your drawers would be just fine, but um, but no, you. Uh, but you know, like I had, I hacked away in the minor leagues for years. It wasn't just like I got What's called not? up to Game Seven of the World Series out of right. the blue. Like,
0: but, but just, I'm just saying, like the once you're there, like the thing you wanted. I'd, mm-hmm. I mean, no, I, no. I went, I went, I want adjacent. I'm working yeah. in films. I love it. It's artistic. It's fun as hell. Would I be lying if I said I would rather just be writing for anything and that would be my job? No. But I really do enjoy what I do. It's yeah. dynamic. <laughs> and then fun. But uh, what I've always wanted to do is what you had the cajones. It's not even a cajon thing. You had the nerve.
1: Nerve. You had, Dumb. The, nerve. You had yeah.
0: the ability, like you said, to accept no. You had the ability to accept diverse situations that didn't go in the direction you wanted but you ended up uh not diverting them but just finding an alternative way to get to where you were going
1: yeah you just gotta uh, learn to take you know you gotta learn to roll with the punches man you gotta take a a chance. exactly to use a boxing metaphor now but um oh you know just only because we talked about this is fun (laughs) only because we talked about it in the beginning um and this is a random thing to bring back up, but that Best Buy job, you know, it it led to me getting my first job in film. Like I had already been, I I'd, I'd quit Best Buy and been a PA in reality TV thanks to a you friend of mine. still
0: Fogelman family. a DVD player or
1: something? No, 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 no. I was uh, <laughs> I was a, a post PA for a couple years <clears> and. I worked with a guy whose girlfriend worked for Walden Media, the company that made like the Chronicles of Narnia movies. Yes. And, you know, I- um,
0: Us older folks remember Walden books. It, there's these things they used to print uh, uh, and
1: you'd go and buy them. R.I.P. You know, <laughs> that, that, um, uh. that, that dumb job that just, you know, was paid the bills. It led to me, you know, befriending this guy named Richard whose girlfriend Liz worked for Walden Media and she eventually hired me to be a parent on the movie. You
0: know, friend. synergy.
1: Yeah, and 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 Don't years later, I got the I got the Mission Impossible four job from another dude, a different guy that I used to work with at Best Buy years ago. So just you That's know, nuts. Yeah, that honestly,
0: like I'm not even I'm not, I've been <laughs> in this industry 20 years. Like it, his trajectory is like, like imagine like covering a racquetball with baby oil and then firing yeah. it out of a pitching machine. <laughs> it's like very hard to track but you know it's going places
1: (laughs) i love that i'm gonna steal that
0: or Um, or additionally you could steal this one it's uh it's like handing a well it's actually kind of inappropriate but it's kind of fun still it's like handing an eight-year-old a handgun you know it's not gonna lead to anything uh, good but you know it's gonna make the papers
1: yeah that's well that's yeah that's one way to put it for sure (laughs) um no, man. It was it was a lot of dumb luck. It was a lot of right place, right time. It was also a lot of working hard. It was a lot a lot of, a lot of making genuine friendships with people that then want to help you when they're in a position to help you years later. And I've tried to repay those favors. You know, it just it's a what's the the movie? It's a, like, it
0: forward it, is not yeah. just a concept and a silly film. It is actually what Tanner's speaking about is 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 the truth and the rhythm, even. It, within any part of our industry, I feel like built on the folks that have helped me come up. I've attempted to help them and I've tried to pass it on to other folks and, and so on and so forth. It's that's the way it's supposed to be. It's a brother and sisterhood essentially all, everything we're doing. We're we're creating dreams, we're listening emotions, we're taking people out of the moment for one second of their life. Whether they're having a great life, hey, cool. Or their life's fucking shit right now. If they want to laugh, they want to get scared, they want to cry they want to just feel romance. That's our job. Tanner writes it. I put the couch in the back that the person sits on when they're, they're, they're kissing act. the person saying his dialogue. <laughs> just I kidding. But uh, no. You
1: make it tangible, man. I mean, yes. you literally uh, make hey. you and the chicken crew. and the egg,
0: you know. A few you know, writers that. didn't have us to, uh, you know, create them sets. You talk about what did, your scripts and all that. uh but hey, I don't want to take up any more of your time. It's a school night. I've surpassed the allotted time I gave you. You've, you guys can't see on the video. He's given me the the thing across the neck a number of times. Uh, just like cut it, like he's done the Dave Coulier the cut it out thing. That's probably a dated <laughs> reference as well. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the third episode of the Artist and the Salesman, with the guest being tanner freaking bean uh i will put pictures uh, that tanner approves on the uh <laughs> artist and salesman instagram so you can see like some rock and roll pictures and i might might even be able to put some links to some music up if you guys really want to know how much this guy shreds which he does but just want to say it's a fucking pleasure man yeah I, dude, I, i'm dude. so i la- I feel like I landed a marlin. I'm not even a fisherman, <laughs> but I feel like I landed a goddamn long-haired marlin from where the winds go rushing through the plains.
1: There you go. That's that. That was a, that was a beautiful hey, segue. That, hey, that was. You're not going to top that. that so.
0: <laughs> Boomer Sooner, baby.
1: Yep. Hey that, Scotty, this was fun, man. Good to good to catch up and talk and. You know, I'm glad you're doing well.
0: Hi. Oh wow! I never hit the record button. How bad would that be? <laughs> 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 no uh uh i love you i've uh, uh let me see my best male gibson uh i love you i've always loved you That's uh, it's uh now you gotta get the music from uh the braveheart you're obviously i thought, oh, yeah. right, I thought you'd jump on that immediately they got his he fucking yeah anyway that's for another cast we're obviously gonna have a bean and Bonera match because uh mr banara works for uh, red tooth imagery with uh, another good friend of ours by the name of
1: ryan birchfield yeah two great yeah. You know.
0: if you're wow. in the colorado area realistically anywhere in the fucking globe these guys do amazing stuff but red tooth imagery check it out that's yep. where the crazy drummer from all these stories came from
1: but that we- came actually-
0: from but went to
1: both of these guys are amazing musicians who have now gone on to like, they're taking the photography industry by storm, man. They're doing great. They're doing really cool stuff. Both of them.
0: And, and I, and I get a chance to talk to them all and they still, they accept my texts. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Tanner, love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Peace out being sprout Tanner. Any last words? No, man. Just good talk to you. Thanks. And hope some of these, you know, ramblings were maybe helpful for someone <laughs> or at least I guarantee, in-
0: I guarantee they were my brother take good. care dinner soon sounds good man all right peace out whoop, whoop.